Hello everybody, and we are back on the Mr. Duke podcast. Um, this here is episode three. Um, this will be my first uh, weekly news roundup where I kind of just go over everything that's kind of happened in the sports world, the movie world, um, the TV shows that's kind of been on, uh, any buzz that's been happening, and... Uh, really anything to do kind of pop culture wise um this podcast will be a little bit longer because i'll kind of go over some stuff give you my thoughts let you guys know what i think and then kind of take it from there so without further ado let's kind of get into this first segment uh with that i'm going to kind of go over some of the buzz that's going around in the movie world um so this week we had the trailers for Pet Cemetery, Aladdin, and I believe we had a trailer for some oh Glass, which is the new M Night Shyamalan movie that comes out in January. Um, I'll start with Pet Cemetery. It um, it looks pretty good. Uh, looks kind of like a fun cast. I know it's got John Lithgow in it, and can't remember the the name of the, the lead male act, Matt actor in it, but, uh, I've never seen the original Pet Cemetery. um, I'd always heard things about it, whether it be good, or it was okay, or whatever, um, this one, I kind of am a little excited for, because, I mean, I really liked kind of how they, everybody's, Hollywood is all about making remakes nowadays, and, They did it with It, which It was an original TV movie with Tim Curry, but then they actually made it into a movie uh, that starred Bill Skarsgård in It, and um, I think it was great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it had some pretty good frights in it, some pretty good jump scares, really good actors in the children that were in the movie. I'm excited for part two, and Pennywise himself was very creepy. So, for Pet Cemetery, this is going to be a movie, whether I go watch it in the theaters, whether I watch it at home, whenever it comes out, I will really go into it, really with no expectations. I haven't read the book. Um, I've been told by a couple of friends, you know, really to check out some of Stephen King's books. They're really, really good. Um, I've just never got around to them, but I know that Pet Cemetery in particular is... Uh, one of his bigger ones, so I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. The trailer didn't give me too much. Um, the cat in it, uh, I liked the the like matted down look of the cat and everything. Like I said, I don't know too much about the story. I something to do, I guess, with uh, Indian burial ground maybe or something. I'm not sure. Like I said, I haven't seen the original or read the book, so I don't know. No expectations going in. I'm excited for it. Uh, Trailer didn't give too much away, which that's really good about trailers nowadays, because some of them actually give you too much, you know? But Pet Cemetery, I probably will be checking out. I'm just not sure when. Um, We'll go on to the next trailer, which was Aladdin. Um, This one was actually released during the Thursday night football game. Um, it was right at halftime, I believe, and I actually watched it on the TV. Um, it was a very, it was very short 
teaser trailer. It wasn't anything big. Um, it don't look bad. It don't look bad. And I think with Will Smith being the genie and the actors that they got into it, and Disney typically don't tend to miss when it comes to their, you know, historic properties like this, you know, the stuff that really built the house that is Disney. Um, I think this movie's going to be pretty good. I kind of have uh, some expectations going into it, you know, obviously to hold up to the, you know, kind of cartoon movie. Um, you know, I actually didn't really care for the cartoon Jungle Book, but then the live-action movie when they did it oh, a couple of years ago, I actually really, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I did go into it with no, no expectations. This one I'm going into with pretty high expectations, but it did show in the teaser kind of really how the beginning of the cartoon starts with the, the big, like, tiger head in the sand that opens up that, you know, looking for the diamond in the rough. And then it shows just a little glimpse of Aladdin picking up what seems to be the lamp. Uh, so, yeah, that that teaser was it was good. It was just enough to kind of tide you over until they're ready to release more. I am really curious to see what Will Smith's going to look like as the genie. How much CGI they're going to do. Or if they're not going to do any CGI and just paint him blue. Or, I have no, I mean, I have no idea. I haven't seen any photos or anything from this. The poster came out this week, too, and it was just a picture of the lamp. So, I don't know. Color me excited for that one. I do have a lot of expectations going in, but I believe that Disney's not going to uh, disappoint. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. We also had a trailer for Glass. Yes, Glass, with M. Night Shyamalan. His, uh, I guess this would be his trilogy of movies that are all tied together. And for those of you that don't know, he came out with Unbreakable. I can't remember what year. And then, I believe 2017. Yeah, it was 2017 he came out with the movie, uh... Oh, it had James McAvoy, and he's got the, uh, Split. Uh, came out... That year was split, which at the end of it, it's kind of got like a little after credit scene that leads into this one, which is called Glass. Um, so there's Unbreakable, Split, and then Glass is the name of the three movies that you'd be watching together um, for his trilogy. Um, this trailer, it gave you a lot more than the trailer previous to it. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on in this trailer. There was... A lot more depth to kind of why Bruce Willis's character is in there. Um, it kind of showed you a lot more of the uh, split personality characters of James McAvoy, this guy in the movie, um, which I really thought was cool. When she's like, these lights are going to be able to bring out all your different personalities. And she keeps clicking them and he keeps switching, you know, and talking different ways and he's a woman at one point and then he's a little kid wanting his headphones back and, and then the beast comes out and uh, a lot of good scenes in the trailer involving McAvoy's the beast uh, in particular there's one where he's kind of like picking up what seems to be a cop car with people in it and he's like looking at him through the window um, I'm excited for this one because I think um, this is this trilogy of movies that M. Night Shyamalan's making 
knowing how big the Marvel movies are, knowing how big DC's movies are going to be, um, just knowing how big the superhero fandom is right now, knowing that these are just like these original superhero creations that started way back in the early 2000s with Unbreakable. And now you've got Split, which really wasn't a superhero movie. It was more of a, I guess, really kind of a, by the way they're going with class, really more of a super villain movie. Um, that was really, really cool. And I think that M. Night Shyamalan's very smart and uh, actually deserves more credit with some of his more properties like this. Um, I really like Split. I actually like Split more than I liked Unbreakable, so I'm curious to see if I'll end up liking Glass more. Uh, expectations on this one? I would say they're about medium. I'm going in hoping that it's at least as good as Split. A lot of people loved Unbreakable. Me, I think I might need to just rewatch it again, because I remember when I first watched it, I thought it was boring. Um, I thought the characters were good, and I just thought that it was moved too slow. But like I said, I might need to just check it out. But at least going into Glass, I'm hoping that it's going to be as good as Split. And if it's better, it exceeds my expectations. Then um, there was also another trailer that came out this week with... Uh, it's a Netflix movie. It's called The Christmas Chronicles, and it's got Kurt Russell in it. It has Santa Claus. And... Uh, it looks fun. Uh, it says it's from the people that did Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I believe the Santa Claus, maybe? And one of the holiday movies. And Kurt Russell actually looks... You know, I never really thought about it, but... I guess really, when I seen him in The Hateful Eight, yeah, he actually kind of has like a Santa Claus vibe going on now. Uh, which, I mean, he was in Guardians 2, and he kind of had, you know, the, the beard and the hair, but... There's a couple funny scenes in the trailer. Um, I think it'll be a good holiday movie. Uh, Netflix, if they can pull off a movie like this, like a good holiday movie, with Kurt Russell, because they're really branching out into making like their own Netflix original movies, because it's everybody's going to start doing their own streaming service, and Netflix being one of the originals, they. Uh, they really have the chance to keep another lead over top of all these other streaming places because, you know, they started the shebang. But yeah, this movie looked fun. Um, I remember watching the trailer. Uh, Kurt Russell was... He, he looked like he had a lot of fun in this one. And that's kind of surprising because you see a lot of Kurt Russell movies and he either looks like he's phoned it in or he's not happy to be there. And I mean, that goes... After Tombstone, we really haven't seen a Kurt Russell movie where he's looks kind of remotely happy to be in it. But that's just me. That's kind of what I think about it. Um, yeah, the 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 Christmas Chronicles. I'll probably definitely check it out. Definitely around Christmas time, because I mean that'd be the perfect time to do it. So those are the trailers that kind of came out this week. Um, I'd say in order, I'm. Looking forward to Aladdin Most, Glass Second, Pet Cemetery Third, and then Christmas Chronicles probably fourth. Um, just by hype meter from you know what the trailers I've seen this week and the trailers, I think so far all of them really did a good job. 
if I were to say one trailer that gave away maybe too much, it probably would have been the glass trailer, because you did see quite a bit of stuff in it. But also it was very fast, and I only watched it the one time that, you know, I didn't want to spoil myself just in case, you know, I did watch it a second time, and I'm like, oh, okay, 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 that makes, okay, I've seen that. So then that way when I go to the theater or whatever, when I go to watch it, I won't be like, yep, seen this in the trailer, seen that in the trailer. But I will say, out of all of them, that one probably gave away the most. Um, Alright, so we'll move on and talk about some movie news. Um, hot off the heels of the Venom movie doing so well um, this past weekend, which if you haven't heard my review, it's in episode 2 of Venom. Uh, I gave a review on it, kind of gave my thoughts. But hot off the heels of that, they seems to be that Sony is continuing with their... Sony, Spider-Man, Marvel Universe of their own movies that are Spider-Man villains, and they are going to do a Craven the Hunter movie. And I kind of knew this was in the works, but what surprised me is that this week they announced that it's it for sure the Craven the Hunter movie will have Spider-Man in it. So, with that being said, I'm curious. I'm like, hmm. So Craven the Hunter is going to have Spider-Man in it. You guys said that Venom wasn't going to have it, but you left the door open with PG-13. Okay. Kind of see what you're doing now. You made the two made the two movies with Marvel that are Spider-Man standalones. And you got your Venom movie pumped out, which is doing good. Now you're making a Craven and a Morbius movie. Okay. So you're going to bring him, kind of rein him back in connect him to all these and I'm, I was kind of hoping for that which sounds exactly like what they're going to do so awesome uh that really surprised me definitely coming from sony uh let's see oh uh also this week um well we found out which if some of you don't know the guardians of the galaxy movies have these really cool vibes to them um, a lot of music, you know, old older music that uh, are some pretty good hits. Um, all the characters are fun in it. And yes, the characters of the Guardians of the Galaxy are Marvel characters. They were created in Marvel in the comic books long before the movies were made. But... The person that transitioned how awesome those characters were onto film was James Gunn. And he did the first and second movie. And a lot of people thought that he so far was Marvel's Marvel's hit stick with this. He was he he had them a for sure tuned in franchise that was gonna be good from First movie to third movie, which typically that's what they do. They do a trilogy of movies. They did it with Iron Man. They did it with Thor. They did it with Captain America. And then they all obviously have them in their team-up movies. But Guardians has the first two movies. Um, first one being received really well. Second one received being pretty good. Um, but there was some stuff came out about the director, James Gunn, uh, on Twitter about some stuff that he had joked about a long time ago that were uh, kind of detrimental to his 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 position in Marvel about being a director. Something that they 
deemed they didn't want to be attached to. And I'm not going to say it because it's not my place. If you really want to know, look it up. Look up James Gunn. Uh, you'll kind of see it. It's been all over the news, but I'm not going to talk about it here. Um, I'm going to talk about what he's doing now. Uh, so Marvel fired him. All of the Guardians of the Galaxy, we're talking uh, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, <clears throat> uh, David Batista, uh, all of them, all the actors that play the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, they got together, they wrote a note to Marvel, they asked Marvel, you know, begged him, please reinstate him, let him, let him do Guardians 3, let him finish writing it, let him, let him, you know, direct it and everything. Which he might have already actually finished right now. I think he did, but um, you know they they begged to him, and then fans actually got a petition going, which I've I've never really seen the point in doing a petition because when it comes to movies and stuff, it's totally out of everybody's hands. But you know what? If you want your voice to be heard, I mean, you got to do something. But they started a petition to get him rehired, and. Marvel was like, nope, put their foot down. They said, we are not bringing him back. Somebody else can do Guardians 3. We do not want James Gunn back with us. We don't want to be attached to that. Well, James Gunn's not going to be doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But there is something James Gunn's going to be doing. And it's in the superhero genre. And it's... uh. The neighbors cross the road knocking on the door. It's called DC. And uh, they've confirmed that Warner Brothers and DC has confirmed that James Gunn is writing the script to Suicide Squad 2 and possibly directing it. So, if you noticed, Suicide Squad actually kind of tried to go for like a darker vibe of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like with the really good soundtrack... Uh, the really bright colors, uh, you know, some really funny comedic characters and Harley and Captain Boomerang and everything, but it fell flat. Um, David Ayer said there's a couple things that he wished he would have changed, and particularly Jared Leto's Joker. Um, so, he's off the project on that. He's not doing Suicide Squad 2, but James Gunn, as of this week, is writing the script, and is in talks to direct Suicide Squad 2. Now for me, I consider that a steal for DC. That's something that's going to put DC a little notch higher. Not above Marvel, obviously. Marvel's got a set-in, built franchise. You know, Marvel is the, the San Antonio Spurs when it comes to Dynasty right now. Which, they're actually looking more like a Lakers or Celtics, but DC is on the come-up. DC has the potential to be, you know, the next one. DC has the potential to be the rival. But they've had a bunch of hit. They had some hits. They've had some misses. Hits, I would say, are Man of Steel, which kind of was received mixed reviews, but it wasn't, you know, received badly. It's, you know, I think critics and fans, for the majority, most of them liked it. Batman v Superman is one of Rotten Tomatoes' biggest controversies ever because... Fans actually liked it. Critics really didn't. Which, even with some of the fans now, they're like, you know, that's actually kind of a really long movie. But, you know, the parts in it that you wanted to see, 
they're good. Um, critics hated it. It was low, 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 low. Um, then Suicide Squad. Uh, fans, I actually think, did enjoy it. Critics trashed it. Said, you know, it was over the top. It was, you know, out of left field. None of the characters were interesting. Yada, yada, yada. Um, which I will say that movie, there is highlights and good moments in it, but I wish, really wish they would have picked somebody to be the villain or bad guy per se in it because I thought that the one that they did pick, it, it kind of took me out of it because I, I didn't really care about, you know, that one. And I know in, in uh, my earlier review of Venom, I mentioned, you know, first movie like that typically doesn't have a good villain in it. And that Suicide Squad is one of those movies, yes. But Suicide Squad is a movie made up of villains teaming up. And the trailers in Suicide Squad led you to believe that they were teaming up to go against the Joker. Then you watch Suicide Squad, and he's maybe in the movie for four or five minutes tops. And then the villain in it is just this weird witch lady out of left field. With a big beam in the sky. I've seen it too much. So this is hoping that James Gunn writing the script, hopefully directing it too, um, that it'll, Suicide Squad 2 will be much better. And you know, this has been going on for a while because they actually... DC and Warner Brothers were trying to get Mel Gibson at one point to write the script and direct it. Um, they've tried to get Gavin O'Connor, who directed the movie Warrior with Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton, um, and some other movies. Well, they've kind of been in kind of turmoil because they're like, well, where do we go with this? Because, you know, you have Harley and Killer Croc and. Deadshot with Will Smith set up, I mean, Captain Boomerang, all of them. I mean, that you had some really good characters in that movie, you just didn't have a good enough story. Or villain for them to go up. Enough that people cared, or people believed it. Because, you know, they all thought, including me, they're going against the Joker. It's going to be great. Harley's going to have to go against the one person that turned her into what she is. So, but also, also I did hear... With James Gunn coming in to write the script, he's actually, it might not even be a sequel. It might not be Suicide Squad 2. It might be a whole different take on the team. It might be, you know, hopefully we'll get to keep the same Harley. We'll get to keep the same Deadshot. You know, I wouldn't mind if they kept Jared Leto as Joker, but maybe change him up a little bit. But from what I've actually read to, James Gunn and Jared Leto aren't really on the best of, you know, sides to where I think they would work together. I think they would actually make that a, a set just filled with drama. So I don't think we're going to be getting Jared Leto's Joker back. Um, I think that might have been the last we've seen of him. And, you know, we've already got Joaquin Phoenix filming a Joker movie that comes out next year. So I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with the Joker. Definitely if Ben Affleck comes back, but Jared Leto don't. Seeing as how they shared scenes. So, yeah, James Gunn doing that. Um, let's see, let's see. 
Alright guys, for movie-wise, that is pretty much it for this week. So I'm going to kind of move over to TV. Um, kind of give you some news on that and everything. A lot of new shows have come back this week. Um, a lot of the fall shows that you guys miss uh, is back on. Including one of those shows being The Walking Dead. Uh, the first episode of the new season of The Walking Dead, season 9, I believe, came on. I watched it. Uh, it was it was okay. Um, them really advertising kind of all summer long about this is the final episodes of Rick Grimes. This is his last season. He's gone. Hearing that, you know, Maggie is also leaving the show because she, she wanted to be paid as much as the the leads on there since she does just as much with her character and then the studio saying nope not gonna happen so she's leaving got her own another tv show she's already set up and been filming um well advertising that this is rick's final season advertising that the the show is going to be completely different after probably the first half of this season because I, I feel like personally if you're going to get rid of Rick, they'll do it right at the midway point. And then it'll leave you with, well, where do they go from here? And then the end half will be kind of them setting up where they're going to take it for season 10. Um, but news came in uh, after the premiere on Sunday. A couple of days later, um, the viewership, the ratings and everything came in for The Walking Dead. And it is at its lowest that it has ever been since the show first premiered. Which means one thing. People are bored with The Walking Dead. And I'll admit I'm one of them. I love the characters in the show, but I feel like we've got to the point now to where there's really not much else you can do with them. Um, all the new villains that they introduced. I liked Negan. Don't get me wrong, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan did an amazing job. But I felt like that war... That all-out war story, they dragged it on too long. I think they have so many episodes that focus on all these side characters and it literally leads you to nowhere. Or it just tells you their backstory about a character that you really don't care about. Like Father Gabriel or somebody like that. You really, really, really don't care about him. You don't care about him enough knowing that there's only 13 episodes a season... Sometimes 16, or I think they might have did 16 one year. But I know that typically they do 13, knowing that there's that many episodes. They're not even an hour long. You have to wait weekly to watch them. And you're going to have one whole episode devoted to somebody telling their backstory just for you to kill them, either at the end, by the end of the episode or, or that next episode later. No. People are getting bored with The Walking Dead. It's just simple as that. Look at the ratings. The worst it has ever been since the premiere. And the premiere numbers were good because it was a brand new show. So that was like, okay, that's for sure how many people's interested. Then the show took off. Then the show shot up. Everybody started watching The Walking Dead at like... Uh, everybody that you talk to, hey, have you seen The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the new episode? Now it's, have you watched The Walking Dead yet? No, and I haven't. I'm I'm just getting bored with it. Like, the, 
that it's them sitting around or that it's them doing very stupid things in the show tour, you know. Really, the walkers at this point are just a nuisance. They're not even scary anymore. Um, the only time really you need to be afraid of them is if there's a herd of them. And as slow and, you know, decrepit as they are, like, they're, you could literally outrun any of them. Walking Dead. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Like I said, I think they're going to do something with Rick by the mid-season. But, you know, who knows? They keep saying the final episodes are Rick. I think it kind of sucks that he's leaving. Because he is the heart and soul of the show. But also, I think if you're going to get rid of him, why not just end the show? You can end it on a good note. You can end it on a bad note. But you're at nine seasons. If you want to push it to ten, sure. Push it to ten. Let's Let's beat this dead horse. But me being a fan that watched since the very first episode. And I've read the first couple of volumes of the Walking Dead comic. That this is based off of. Being a fan. Do something. Put it out of its misery. Because it's, there's really not much more you can do. Okay. What else we got in TV? TV, 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 TV. We've got Ozark. Ozark Season 3 has been announced. Which, I mean, I don't think there was ever really any doubt. I haven't got around to watching Season 2 yet. I really, really like Season 1. Um, it's kind of cool that the show's set in the Ozarks, meaning Missouri. Um, even though it's not particularly filmed in the Ozarks. Um... I think the show's good. I think it shows the range that Jason Bateman can do in acting. Um, it's got a lot of uh, actors and actresses in it that I had never seen in other things before that are really, really good. Um, I am excited for season two, and it is out. I just I haven't made time yet to watch it. Um, it's actually on the agenda. So I'm excited for it. I really am. Um, so I never really thought there was a doubt. I'm sure Netflix is going to give us quite a few seasons with Ozark. At least five. I'd say at least five seasons probably. Um, so yeah, that got announced this week that they're doing a third season. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, we also have uh, Ruby Rose. There was the first photo released of Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Um, which for some of you that don't know, if you've ever seen The Flash, or Arrow, or Supergirl, or DC's Legends of Tomorrow on TV, all of those shows are connected. Um, Supergirl is kind of the one that's least connected because it's in a different universe, but they have crossover crossover episodes towards the middle of the season where they will actually join forces kind of like the movie the avengers where the superheroes that were in the different movies joined up to take down a threat since supergirl and i believe by second season two of supergirl and the flash and legends of tomorrow and arrow has been on tv 
every season they have a crossover episode where they all come together for almost every night of the week because Flash is on Tuesdays. They've switched Arrow on Mondays now. I actually think they've put Supergirl now on Sundays. And they have DC Legends of Tomorrow. I don't know if it's on Fridays or Thursdays or something, but each episode will be all of the characters, and then it's like a four-episode connection. Like, it's a four-episode part where it's just all connected, where they all have to team up to take down a group of people or an invasion or something like that. Well, this year, they've announced that they're going to do a Batwoman TV show, and the way they're going to introduce her is when they do the crossover episodes for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl... I guess they're leaving DC's Legends of Tomorrow out of this one. Uh, they were involved in the previous two. Um, but this season, they're going to introduce Ruby Rose as Batwoman. And this week, they released a photo of her in the outfit. She looks great. She The, com, the, the suit is very comic book accurate. She's got the red hair. She's got the bat ears. She's even got the red lipstick. Um... Only thing that kind of I, I wasn't for sure about is the cape looks a little weird, um, but I mean it's no it's not a gripe or anything. It's just it looks really short, which there is different comic versions of her where she's got a short cape. But if you guys don't know much about uh, Batwoman, I believe this is the Cassandra Kane version of Batwoman. Um, she's actually. The red hair on the Batwoman outfit is actually a wig. That way she can, you know, disguise herself when she's not in the the Batwoman outfit. Because, you know, you see Batwoman with bright red hair, and then you see a lady walking down the street with bright, with bright red hair. Believe it or not, they're probably going to put that together quicker than they're going to put Clark Kent with glasses isn't Superman. So, she wears the red wig. I guess it's sewn into her, her outfit, but... Um, she is a a female Batman. Um, she actually kind of has problems with Batman. Batman, you know, she wasn't necessarily trained under him. And she just kind of took over this mantle as Batwoman. Because um, she's seen what he did and she wanted to make that change too. Um, her character is... Uh, her sexual orientation in the show, she is a lesbian, I believe. Which I kind of think is a lot of the reason why they cast Ruby Rose, who also is one. Um, or Ruby Rose might actually be bi. I'm not sure. I don't know, but I really like Ruby Rose. I think Ruby Rose has a chance to make this into a pretty good show. Which, after the crossover, she's getting her own show called Batwoman. And I believe it's actually going to be closer to the universe of Superwoman than Arrow and the Flash. Arrow and the Flash... On Arrow is actually where you got introduced to Barry Allen, who you've seen get hit by the lightning into the medicine vials or the, the test lab vials, and it created the Flash. You've seen all of that on Arrow first, before they spun off and did the Flash. They're doing the exact same thing with Batwoman. You've seen Superwoman, or you've seen Supergirl first. They gave her a whole show. Um, she's crossed over with all these characters, and then now... They're going to introduce Batwoman at the mid-season kind of crossover episodes and then going to spin her off into her own show. 
<clears throat> so, Ruby Rose is cast as Batwoman. I'm excited. I'm curious to see how many of the Batman villains that they're actually going to bring into the show and how much um, talking about Batman and Robin and Nightwing and all these other characters they're actually going to, you know, say. But I think Ruby Rose has a really good chance of holding her own and getting quite a few seasons out of this. Um, she was actually in the movie The Meg this summer with Jason Statham, which is a it's a shark movie. And a lot of people complain about her acting. They say she's really, really bad. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll agree a little bit. She's not amazing, but I haven't seen Orange is the New Black. I'm not sure how she is in it. Um, I've heard that she's okay, but... Also, you know, Stephen Amell, who plays Arrow, he, he's not, I don't, I wouldn't consider him one of the better actors working today. TV and movies are a lot different. You can get a lot more out of people, I think, acting-wise in um, movies, because you're focused just on that movie that's, you know, right at two hours long, where TV... Every episode's, you know, you got to get 45 minutes of footage. You film, you know, hours and hours and hours just to do a different episode. Like, a couple weeks after that, where you have to act totally different or or say, you know, your mind's been wiped, so you have to act like a completely different person, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. So I don't really think they get to, uh, the TV actors, I don't really think they get to reach in to that acting bag and really start pulling stuff out. And I think they eventually just kind of have to copy-paste their acting. And uh, I think Ruby Rose, that honestly, that's her ceiling. I think that's where she'll she'll be her best at. Because I think movie-wise, you know, she she's going to be casted as the side character for a while, you know. And who knows, Batwoman might take off and then that might shoot her into stardom to where she starts starring in movies where she'll really get a chance to show her acting chops but i think batwoman is the best thing at this point right now in her career that she can do because the comic book fans are going to latch on to it the ruby rose fans are going to latch on to it you get to see her weekly um people that you know want to see a strong female in a bat outfit you know kick butt because they've already got the strong female in the superman outfit which supergirl They've got her in that outfit, and now you've got a Batwoman. You could see, you know, Batwoman and Supergirl team up more. That is awesome. That's awesome for TV. That's awesome for comic fans. That's awesome for people that like this type of stuff. And uh, consider me one of them because that's exactly what I wanted. So, uh, TV wise, that's kind of all that I've got uh, for a news announcement. I haven't really got into much just because I haven't seen too much TV because it's juggling so much it's hard i would like to eventually go on and uh maybe even do some reviews for stuff some of the bigger shows um i would like at one point to do a review for the episode of the walking dead if it does come probably down to the final season if this is the final season or if the next one is i might just do uh 13 episodes of the final season of The Walking Dead, review each episode, and then by the end of it, just give my overall thoughts on the entire show and how it ended. Um, but, who knows, they might go on for another four seasons if they can.
can, I guess. Um, so at this point, since I've kind of went over some of the other stuff I've heard in the news TV-wise, um, I'm actually going to switch over and do something a little different. Um, I'm actually going to talk about sports because it was kind of a crazy week in sports. Um, I don't really talk about uh, hockey. I don't really talk about stuff I really don't follow. Um, I kind of follow Major League Baseball a little bit. Um, I know that the World Series is getting ready to go on, so I <clears throat> will eventually be talking kind of about that. Um, but really, mostly I'm all about um, basketball and football. I haven't dipped my toes into the college waters yet. I'm really, really getting more and more interested in the uh, college football scene. I've always kind of been hit and miss with the college basketball scene just because, you know, I, March Madness is a really good time of the year. I'll, so I'd like to do something pretty big come around for March Madness. But um, right now we are about ready to start the NFL or the NBA season. And the NFL season has already started, and there has been some crazy stuff in between both going on. So this week, I'm kind of just going to talk about what happened this week in the sports world in between the NBA and NFL. And then that'll kind of, uh, I'll give you guys my thoughts, and then that'll kind of wrap up this this uh, weekly news roundup for me. So, that being said, I'm just going to kind of jump into it. Um, first things first, we are going to talk about the NBA. Um, if you guys know Jimmy Butler, he used to play for the Chicago Bulls, and he was traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he's played with them for a season. Um, last season, they were actually, um, they hadn't made the playoffs in quite a while. And last season, they got a pretty good team over the offseason. They got Jimmy Butler. They got quite a few players that really changed the team. And you really thought, you know what, this might be a playoff contender. Well, more and more news came out that some of the players were bickering with each other. Some of the players didn't like each other. Some of the players were saying some other players didn't have any heart. Stuff like this. Well, this week it all got confirmed because Jimmy Butler who was the shooting guard of the Minnesota Timberwolves, went into practice. We're about four days out. Four days out from the NBA season starting. And he went into practice, uh, into the Timberwolves practice, and called out one of the stars, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, called out the other star on the team, Andrew Wiggins. And Jimmy Butler, mind you, he's a star too. They're all three very good. But Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, I would say, that are the two best on the team. Um, he called them out. He said that Carl Anthony Towns is all about padding his stats and not really about playing team basketball. He called him out on that. He called uh, Andrew Wiggins out by saying that he doesn't have a heart for the game, so why is he even playing? He called out the coach, um, and he told the GM while they were practicing that you guys, this is his words, you guys blank need me just to make the playoffs. And then proceeded to take the, from what I heard, the third stringers, not just the, the, the backups, but the people behind the backups, took them in practice, him and the third stringers, and then played the starters 
of the Minnesota Timberwolves and beat them in a game at practice. If that isn't the biggest walk-in and slap everybody in the face and then spit on your way out, I've ever heard, I don't know what is. He said multiple times before this he wants to be traded. He wants out of Minnesota. He doesn't like the players that he plays with. He doesn't, you know, think that they have heart. He thinks one person don't care enough. He called out the coach at practice. He called out the general manager at practice. He called out the other two star players on the team at practice. And then he took the third string players and beat the starters with them. He wants to get paid. And his contracts his contract, you know, year or whatever, it's coming up and he's wanting to get paid. I don't necessarily think he's wanting to get paid by the Timberwolves after doing something like that. But everything he said I'm not sure about Carl Anthony Towns. I like Carl Anthony Towns. I I don't wouldn't necessarily say he only plays to pad his stats. Um, Andrew Wiggins, I've never really believed the hype in Andrew Wiggins, even when he was coming out of college into the NBA. Never really thought he was that big. Um, so I could see, I could see, because after he made it big time, you really don't hear much about him anymore. I could see Jimmy Butler having a problem with that. And Jimmy Butler, mind you, for people that don't know who I'm talking about or kind of know a little bit but don't really know Jimmy Butler he is a very 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 good shooting guard um he actually started out when he was on the Bulls he made a name for himself being very good on defense and then with time worked on his offense and he I mean he can light people up you know he's averaging over 20 points a game last season I mean he's very very good so yeah he walked in and basically put down what he thought pretty much on everybody. And it kind of had been building all summer. So, yeah, that was, uh, that made for interesting news because, you know, what do the, the Timberwolves do now? What would you do? You trade him immediately? Because the very next day they had practice. Practice was canceled. Well, I wonder why practice was canceled. That makes the that makes the coach and the GM look like they're you know tucking their tail between their legs and going home. You don't want that. But Jimmy Butler, I guess, having practice canceled, called a players only meeting. And this is just reports from you know what people are saying they heard from some of the players, called a players only meeting. To let all the players on the Timberwolves know that he is the leader. And they need to go by what he says. You're kind of probably thinking right now, wow, this this guy kind of sounds like a jerk. This guy kind of, you know, sounds like somebody I wouldn't want to play with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does sound like that. But in the same right, it also sounds like a guy that's really passionate about what he does. A guy that be it that he wants to get paid for him to call somebody out and say that your heart's not in this game and I don't respect it that you're disrespecting the the thing that I I play years and years of my life away to 
And they do get paid millions of dollars, absolutely, but playing years and years of your life and you, you create this love for it, you create this passion about it, and then you see somebody that you feel like isn't as passionate as you and comes in every day and maybe they're slacking off and everything. You know, if you're at work and you're you love your job and you see somebody come in and do the least amount they can do and then brag about it and have people say something about them, which, like I said, I really haven't heard anybody brag about Andrew Wiggins, but it would irritate me too. I guess after that practice, when he called everybody out, the ESPN, one of the reporters, I think it was Rachel Nichols, she interviewed him, asked him about it. She said, so this was said about you calling out Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and the coach and the GM. She's like, and this was what they said, and I quote, and repeated back everything that she said that they heard, that he said in practice. And he smiled, looked her dead in the eyes, and he said, yeah, yeah, I said that. Because I hate, 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 hate losing. And I haven't played basketball in a while. Because, you know, basketball ended what, May, May or June, which for them, they... I think they made the playoffs, but they were out first round. He said, I hadn't got to play, you know, this basketball in a while. I miss it. I have a passion for it, and I absolutely hate losing. So I give him credit for that. That's that's something that uh, you love to see in players because a lot of the things that... The reason why most people don't really watch the NBA, um, older people... Is because they say as soon as they leave college, they get paid a big bunch of money and then they're only in it for the money. You know, that's true. There is players like that. Carmelo Anthony's one of them. Carmelo Anthony had had a chance to go to like a Chicago Bulls team that was on the verge of, you know, coming out of the East and actually beating LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time. And if they would have added Carmelo, and it was when Carmelo was really in his prime and he first left Denver, they would have added him. That would have been a game changer. But Carmelo Anthony wanted to get paid. Carmelo Anthony cared more about the money. Carmelo Anthony wanted to be in New York. So he went to New York. I think they made the playoffs once, and it was a first-round exit the whole time he was there. Now Carmelo Anthony... Wasted the good years that he had away and went to the Thunder. Lasted a season with them. And now he they actually got rid of him because he said, I'm a star. I don't want to come off the bench. I'm not going to come off the bench. Because they said, you know, you're older and you're not getting as many points as you were. And he said, no, no, I'm, I'm a star. I know. I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting paid and I'm not coming off the bench. Well, guess what? They said see ya. Well, now he's on the Houston Rockets. They were the number one team last year. They they got bounced out of the playoffs by the the Warriors, but they very easily could have beaten the Warriors and went to the you know the finals and won the chip. But now they've got Carmelo Anthony. They signed him. They didn't sign him for very much. Signed him for almost the minimum, I believe. And guess what? He's coming off the bench. 
So when you see somebody like Jimmy Butler, who's like, your heart's not in this game. I work at this every day of my life. So he's, you see that he's not just all about the money. He's about the game of basketball. You got to respect that. Even the jerky stuff that he does to the teammates that, that he believes doesn't have as big a heart for the game as he does. So we'll move on from that drama. LeBron James and the Lakers played the Golden State Warriors, who were the NBA champions last year. And LeBron James being a new Los Angeles Laker, they played them in the preseason. LeBron and the team looked very good. Uh, he didn't play the whole game, but you could see that he's really clicking with this team. A lot of the players are hand-picked, so you'd hope that they'd click together. Um, the Warriors kind of kept up with them, but I think the Lakers actually ended up beating them by 10. I think the final score was 123-113. to 113. Very good highlights from the game. Um, you had LeBron hitting like a 40-foot three-pointer before the half. You had him alley-ooping Lonzo Ball. I mean, Brandon Ingram went off. He got over 20 points. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma got, I think, 22 points. Um, for these young kids, LeBron knew exactly what he was doing. That's the, and that's the thing. I am a LeBron fan, but I, I'm telling you, just like when you see people like Aaron Rodgers play in the NFL or, you know, some of the greats play in any of these other sports, LeBron has a great head on his shoulders, and he knows exactly what he's doing with every single strategic move that he does. He's kept himself in shape. He spends over a million dollars on his body every year to keep himself in shape. He's in his 30s. And this guy's playing with a bunch of guys in their 20s, young studs, still on the come up. And they just took it. I know it's preseason, but Kevin Durant played... Steph Curry played. All these people played. And the Lakers took it to them. So I think we're going to end up having quite the rivalry in the West. That everybody kind of thought that, oh, it'll be a couple of years, but well, eventually the Lakers will get there. No, LeBron knew what he was doing when he went. So we'll move on from that. Um, it was announced... Uh, this week that Jay Ajayi, the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to go ahead and move over to the NFL now. Um, Jay Ajayi from the Philadelphia Eagles, who they acquired him last year from the Miami Dolphins. He's their running back. He And he wasn't doing too bad. They were in kind of a committee there. They had him, and then they'd put in Clampett and Wendell Smallwood and then kind of push the guys up. Um, they did really, really good, but uh, he actually ended up, I think he tore his... ACL or something like that. So he's out He's out for the rest of the season. But it says that the Eagles, I guess, are in the market and are trying to get LaShawn McCoy, who used to be an Eagle from the Buffalo Bills. They're going after him. They're pursuing him a lot. Who knows? They might get it done. That I think that would help their team. Uh, they actually just beat the Giants, which they beat them pretty good. Put them away pretty good. And I think the Giants are the team that probably has the most trouble on their hands. They have a stud running back. 
Odell's a good wide receiver. Yes, he throws his temper tantrums, but when you're wanting to win and all you're doing is losing, 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 and your quarterback's just getting absolutely destroyed, you're not going to be able to do what you do best. So I feel for him. But the Eagles, I think, do have a, uh, a turnaround coming. Hey, we're going to get to the game that everybody's going to be talking about Sunday night. The Chiefs and the New England Patriots. They actually, last time I looked at the numbers, they actually have the Patriots, the favorites in this game. The Chiefs are 5-0. and Patriots are, I think, 3-2. and That's saying something. And it's at Foxborough. It's not at Arrowhead. So I'm curious to see how that goes. I'm going to I'm going to say it though now I think it's going to be 48-42 Chiefs. I know that's high but I think it's going to be a high scoring game. They're going to trade a lot of a lot of passes, but I'm I'm calling the Chiefs. I'm thinking they're going 6 and 0. I hope they do anyway. That'd be awesome. Um definitely to see Patrick Mahomes keep lighting it up like he's doing, but I do think this will be one of his biggest tests cuz this is a team that will keep up with them in scoring. So well, that's all I've got sports-wise, guys. If you like this weekly news roundup, please make sure and follow me on all uh, my different social media sites, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, follow me on Spotify. I'm officially on Spotify now. Um, I'm also on Google Podcasts, so you can look me up there. Hopefully, I'll be on a couple more sites by the end of this um, week. Um, I've actually, I'm on Pocket Cast. I'm on a bunch of different that I've been approved for, but Spotify being the big one in particular... So if you got a Spotify account, look me up, Mr. Duke Podcast. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this. And I'll be coming back with you guys next week with a random movie review and another weekly news roundup. Uh, my random movie review, I'll try to do my, my movie reviews on Tuesdays. They'll be uploaded. And Fridays, my weekly roundup will be. That way you can kind of hear what happened all week. So thank you guys. And Mr. Duke is out.